Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Select to Bet and joining me for a look ahead to this week's best bets in Norway are Greg Browning and David Weatherston. How's it going, guys? Good, thank you. Doing well. Good, thank you. Good, yep. good, good. How's things, David? Have you recovered from Norway Day last week? Yeah, I was working all day, actually, so, um, yeah, I'm recovered. No great My parents coming over today. My parents oh. are uh, coming to Norway for the first time since 2019, so that'll be a nice wee, nice wee trip for them. And where are you taking, what game are you taking your dad to? Uh, we are going to see Rosenborg versus Hauge soon, uh, next Thursday. Nice. Home uh, win. Home uh, win for Rosenborg. I've lots of corners. Managed to charm my way to some VIP uh, treatment, so looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, so obviously a, a minor celeb yeah. <laughs> these days in the, the world of gambler. Um, <laughs> yeah, so how far a trip is that for you? To Rosenborg, it's about yeah. an hour. It's not too bad. No, it's not bad. Good, look forward to that. Uh, we're going to have a look through this weekend's fixtures in Norway. Um, fairly decent uh, podcast last weekend again in terms of winners Craig quite a few pointed out including I think we were mentioning Strom Scottset before we started there yeah they were outweighed to Christian Sund I just think both Dave and I felt that 21 to 10 quite a big price given they're actually in really good shape at the moment Strom Scottset and we'll touch upon them later in the podcast but that came in I think David had quite a few winners at the weekend I think my Rosenborg corner spectator came in at 13 to 10, I think Rosenborg hit like 12 corners in that match. Um, disappointing at Lillestrøm that only finished 1 0. It was the only match of all eight games on Monday that it failed to be over 1.5. That cost us a 92 um, Acre on all eight over 1.5. David, was there a goal called off in that match? I yeah, it was a really weird one. I wasn't really, nobody really knew why it was called off. It was offside officially but that'd be, um, that'd be why then <laughs> no no like it was given offside but it just it just didn't like there was no point in the move it looked like it was offside and they weren't mm. really sure of when it was given so yeah it was uh, a bit unlucky i think that one and david uh our old or not our old favorites our new favorites i suppose you and alan doing the business in nobus league and for us again yeah 19 to 20 at home to kofa and uh didn't let us down it was 2-1 in the end but they were 2-0 up and uh it was a uh, Good home win. Um, also, I had Viking to win to nil, which was helped out by a red card for red card for year, which was a it was two yellows for uh, Arling Hustad. Um, it was a bit harsh in the second one. He was furious, walked over, pointing his finger at the linesman, and did a kind of fake headbutt at him. So um, <laughs> yeah, not not wise. Um, so he was he was interviewed actually post match and he was he was still absolutely raging um, about it and yeah Viking won three 0 in the end they were actually pretty poor and uh, yeah I've had some chances and again we pointed out yeah I think somebody somebody actually tweeted me or tweeted us uh, during the week that, uh, about the year of corners I think I mentioned it on the pod that they've been hitting decent numbers away from home and they were I think even money or five to four to hit four plus at Viking and they did again even with ten men for I think about an hour. They still managed it. Um so yeah, um one to keep an eye on for the, the rest of the season I think with the air probably being uh, big outsiders away from home all year. And then it leads to see then David we've got a, a strange situation where we find Bodo Glimt in seventh um after six games they're ten points behind Viking at the top. 
Yeah, and um, they were a bit lucky last week. They got a last-minute equaliser at home to Tromsø, um, one each that finished. And yeah, Tromsø played really well. They came in with a typical 5-3-2 that pretty much everyone has been playing against Bodeglimt this year. And it worked, and they had a lot of good chances on the break, Tromsø. And Glimt were a bit lucky. Um, obviously, Saltnes was out, Solbakken's out. Um, Pellegrino went off injured so they're having a little bit of trouble so far this year and they've fallen 10 points off the pace and um, they've got two games in hand to Viking so they can still plenty of time to get their act together but um, at the moment they're, uh, yeah, they're just not playing with the fluency that we expect from them Yeah, we'll come on to the link later in the podcast they're away to Haugesund this weekend quite an interesting fixture that one as well um, Greg, last weekend we kind of touched on, we quizzed David, I suppose, about the war leagues in Norway and in midweek there we had the Norway Cup and it was just an absolute sea of goals, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I put on the channel yesterday to say, listen, there's going to be some cricket scores. And there certainly was. <laughs> um, all the big clubs all ran out. Very, very comfortable winners. 7-0, 6-0, 6-0, 8-0, 7-0, 7-0. Some massive, massive scores. So definitely an opportunity, I think, for round two and I think we asked David pre-podcast when round two will be and hopefully that will be in the next two or three weeks and interestingly as part of the Norwegian Cup rules um, the top sides I'm guessing the, the top two leagues always play away which is quite interesting how at what point does that change David or does it not change uh, it, I think after the second round it will change so the next round will still be the similar um, uh, slightly um, regionalised draw and also the big team away from home. But it's quite upsetting really because if they're winning 7-0 away from home <laughs> imagine what the score will be at home. <laughs> I think um, we talked, we weren't sure how many games there were uh, in the tournament. There were 55 or 56 games played over the two days and I, th- I counted about 31 or 32 of them over four and a half goals. So yeah, it was an absolute sea of goals and I was just reading pre-pod and I mentioned that the, the average the aggregate score for the elite Syrian teams, the 16 games, was at 83-6. So, yeah, <laughs> bit of a, bit of a... <laughs> Yeah, a few mismatches there. Uh, so, keep an eye out on those uh, Norwegian Cup games and next round coming up. But, Greg, after this weekend, we've still got some um, kind of top-level European football to finish off this weekend. I think most leagues are probably finishing up by, by the weekend. We'll try and have a look at some of those lower league stuff in the weeks, weeks to come. Yeah, I think there's lots. The season finale this weekend, um, I think the English Premiership on Sunday should be a goals bonanza. Um, it's a final round. You've got Man City and Liverpool fighting out for the league, both at home. Chelsea are at home, Arsenal are at home. There's a fight between West Ham and Man City to finish sixth. And you've got Brentford, sorry, not Brentford, um, Burnley and Leeds at the bottom. So just looking at the total goals line, um, markets are just out, you're getting 34 plus goals to be scored across the 10 games, which I think is a very reasonable line to hit, especially given the sides are at, at home. I think Wolves travel to um, Liverpool, I think it is, and Man City at home to Villa. Yeah. So um, you'd be disappointed if those two games alone didn't produce at least eight goals. Um, but I just, I just think with the last day, we've done three last day um, tips on the channel over the last 
two or three weeks. League One, League Two, and the nation, the national league. League One romped in, League Two romped in, and we were just a goal short in the the national league on Sunday. So fully expecting that thirty-four plus goals line to be hit um, this weekend. Plus, it's the season finale in La Liga, Segunda, Serie A, and also in Liga One in France. So it's going to be some day on on Sunday. Uh, hopefully there'll be loads of goals. Yeah, fingers crossed. That'll be. <laughs> I think you said to me during the week that you, yeah, was it a bingo card set out for the Norway Cup? You'll be sitting there again. It'll be football wait, bingo on Sunday. Yes. Wait to cross off all the goals as they go in. And just one last point, and I guess uh, tonight, a uh, massive game in the Scottish Premiership playoff, Inverness versus St Johnston. Um, Normally, I would have been in the train to Inverness, but got the girls tonight, so um, no drinking for me. But that match aside, in terms of the opportunities here, um, St Johnston were still a decent price of 15 to 8. I think they've been backing a little bit, but something I saw last night, Bet365 have priced up the player card markets, and they're having a bit of a nightmare, uh, I must admit. There's seven St Johnston players who are favourites in the bet for mm. a card. Murray Davison, who would typically be five to four, six to four, is fifteen to eight. But in a match we'd expect St Johnson to do well in and probably have a decent proportion of the ball, I think there's probably great value there in some of the Inverness players to be booked. And there's quite a few Inverness players that, that stand out for a booking, and that's something I'm going to be sharing on the channel today. Um, players at seven to two, seven to one. Kurt Broadfoot, for example, is five to one to be booked. Yeah. He's had six bookings this season. Um, there's quite a few players. Carson, 72. So definitely an opportunity there on the, the player card markets at what I think are ridiculous places. These boys should be no bigger than 2-1. to one. I presume you'll be tuning in to tonight's 0-0 draw. I'm looking forward to it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's going to be much to separate the sides tonight. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, David, we're going to move on to Norwegian stuff for this weekend. Uh, a couple of games on Saturday and a week season and then a handful of games on Sunday. Uh, we've kind of picked out games on Sunday, but just very briefly on Saturday's games, we've got Molde hosting Christiansen, Molde 1-3 to 1. Uh, and they too need to make sure they don't uh, come too detached from Viking at the top as well, although they are on 13 points at the moment, just six points behind. Yeah, um, yeah, they've got a game in hand as well on uh, Viking, but um, yeah, I thought they they looked pretty good last week away at all. As soon as one two nil, um, went yeah, weren't putting too much trouble in that game. They scored it, uh, scored pretty early, and then controlled the game from there. That's two good two good wins in a row after losing uh, that game against Viking when they were three nil up. Uh, they've won three nil and two nil, and yeah, they look pretty good. Um, they themselves have had a bit of injury issues. Um, Breen Hilton, who's probably been their best player this year so far, definitely in attacking sense. He's looks like he could miss about six weeks maybe with a groin injury. Um, Mansferk, who's central midfielder, uh, yeah, he's been excellent. Scored the winner in the cup final from the penalty spot. He's suspended this weekend, and um, Hussein's still injured. And defensively, they've got a few injury issues as well, but. They're playing Christian students who have looked absolutely shocking so far. And again, last week, uh, were really, really poor at home. Distram's got set in defeat. So, uh, yeah, well, I think an easy home win for Molda. Yeah, Christian students look as if they're rooted to the bottom, don't they? Already five points are drafted the teams above them. Yeah, just, just on that point of Christian students, 
you've, you've got to really worry for them, given the fact they haven't played any of the top sides yet. So this is their first match against what you probably classified top five, top six teams. They've had a pretty easy start to the season in terms of fixtures, but they've not won yet. And they've got a tough run of games coming up. They could be the new Belshina, though. So, um, members of the podcast will remember Belshina from Belarus. They were rooted to the bottom of the Belarusian Premier League, but they were hitting some unbelievable numbers in terms of corners. Now, Christiansen at the moment, despite being rock bottom without a win, have the third highest corner count in the league, which is quite remarkable. Uh, they're hitting 7.5 corners per game. They fit at least four corners in all six matches. They fit eight, four, four, eight, nine. And they got 12 last weekend against Strom's Godset. So they're four to five to hit four corners against Molda on, on Saturday. Um, I, I guess, as I said before, they, they have had a pretty easy start to the season in terms of they've played probably some of the weaker teams in the league. But it'll be interesting to see how they perform on, on Saturday. And there's probably every chance they will hit that four Mulder have conceded at least four in every game so far this season as well, so it um, looks pretty good. And the other game is up tonight, David, is Lula Strom's chance to go top of the league, even if it is just for 24 hours. Yeah, uh, sh- yeah it should be an interesting game, that. Um, I think Sandy Fjord have shown, yeah, they've, they've been inconsistent, but uh, they've shown glimpses of uh, good attacking quality, and they've scored, I think they scored, yeah, they scored quite a Good number of goals. I think so. Yeah, they scored ten goals in the six games, conceded twelve. Um, uh, Lila Strummer scored thirteen and conceded, I think, just four. So yeah, should be an interesting game. I think Sandy Fjord will, will give them a good game on the uh, grass grass pitch down in Sandy Fjord, and um, they expect Lila Strummer to come out on top. But I wouldn't be surprised if Sandy Fjord uh, surprised uh, grabbed a grabbed a goal or two uh, on the break. The first game we're going to have a look at is uh, Gleams' visit to, to Augustin. Augustin off the back of two wins, which has lifted them some way up the table, I suppose. Um, Gleams, as we touched on, really need to start getting their season going. Quite interested to hear your thoughts on this fixture, because it looks to me like a ground where Gleams haven't enjoyed that much success recently. They've only won one of the last five at Augustin. Yeah, I mean... Uh... Looking back at the history of Glimt is probably like further back than sort of two seasons. It's not really worth it almost because they're a completely different team uh, to what they were then. Um, I think with Haugesund, they obviously started the season shocking, um, lost their first five. Since then, they've bounced back well, beating Christiansund, which was a must-win game for the two teams at the bottom. and They were the better team. And then they went to Odd last week in... Um, Although the XG in the game was not massively in Haugesson's favour, they just kept scoring on the counter-attack, basically. And it was a really important win for them. Um, I just think Bode Gleams, they'll have... So Ulrich Saltnes has been suspended for two games. He's going to be back this week. He's such an important player for them. Um, They know they need to win this game. And I I just think they'll have enough quality for it. Uh, I, I was mostly interested in them scoring a couple of goals I think um, it's obviously something that we used to look at regularly it was Gleam scoring two goals um, yeah. so, far, so far teams have been playing a back five against them and it's something that I I, I don't think Haugesund have got the players for it 
Um, I might be wrong, they might play a back five. Um, but I've just got a feeling they've won their last two games playing the 4-3-3. I think they might try and play 4-3-3. And if they do, I just think it suits both the Glimt and Glimt will find spaces. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, it's not often we see Glimt at the price they are, which is 19-20 to 20, uh, away at a bottom half team. I don't think we've had that too often in yeah. the times. Um, yeah, it just 19 to 20 for for the win, and it was 1.83. So what's that? Four, four, five to six. Five to six, yeah. Five to six for to score two goals. Um, I think both of those things could happen, and uh, yeah, maybe two singles or or a double um, could be worth it here. I just I just think it's a game they need to win, coming off the back of a, a comfortable four 0 win in the cup, where they managed to get Salton as a run out and. Um, I just think they'll have too much quality for Augustin too, although they've won two in a row. Um, early season form suggested that they yeah, they were very dodgy defensively. And your favourite bet last season was Glimp to score a goal in each half. That's seventy four on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not it's not a bad option. Um I'd probably wait to see if it looks like Haugustin will play a back five. Um, I still think Glint would win even if they do but it might be a little bit tight in the first half if Haugusson are playing a back five but yeah as I say they've won two in a row playing a back four I, I'd be surprised if they change it and it's worth calling out as well David as you said it's a rejuvenated Haugussons. Um we were giving them dogs abuse a couple of weeks ago um, bottom of the league but they, they've come on and got two really good wins back to back yeah, really important. That one with Christian Sund was crucial. And uh, yeah, look, going to odds, and I don't think anybody expects them to hammer odds so so convincingly. But yeah, that will give them some confidence. And maybe give them some confidence to try and attack Glimt, which I think would be a mistake. <laughs> and Greg, you're on Glimt as part of a ability to see in treble this weekend, yeah? Yeah, I just think looking at the fixtures, um, some cracking prices. So as David said, I think Bora Glimt are a cracking price at just a below evens. Viking are in great shape, as we know, and they're five to four at Tromso. There's no easy games, especially away from home. But when you factor those two together, Rosenborg got a much needed win last weekend. And as I said last weekend's podcast, they've had quite a tough start, Rosenborg. So to get that win last weekend against a team they always beat, um, was a big three points for them, and they're eleven to eight against Hamcam. So I just think the three of them away from home, it's a very very tasty ten to one treble. Um, and it's definitely worth some small stakes on that. But interestingly as well, I think all three double chance is also very appealing at thirteen to ten. Yeah, yeah, that's, that sounds really good to me as well. I can't see them. I can. Rosenberg were really excellent last week. Um, the best performance of the season by far. And yeah, I can see, I can't see them losing at Hamcam. I definitely can't. Usually, see. the three of them, you, you, we probably expect one of them to slip up, and I say slip up, but we get a draw. But yeah. I, I don't, I don't see either of these three teams losing at the weekend. So I think the double chance mark is a great angle for these three. Yeah, and that pays what thirteen to ten. Thirteen to ten, yeah. The treble, yeah, or ten to one for them all to win. Yeah, pretty decent show. Just on that Rosenborg game, David, you quite can't see corners in this one. Rosenborg are averaging six point six seven away from home, which is the highest corner count in the league so far. Yeah, um, last I mean last away game they went to Stirling's Godset and lost three 0 They hit seven corners, um, conceded ten in that game. The uh, game before that they went to Sarpsborg, hit ten, conceded six. 
Um, in the game before that, they is it glimped and they were very defensive. They only managed three corners, but uh, it's lead six. But yeah, last week at home they were on the attack from the off against Sandefjord, hit thirteen corners. Um, the last four games combined they've hit ten, seven, seven, thirteen. Um, just seem to be playing a little bit more attacking uh, since the, since the first two games and. Uh, just looking at the corners in this one, the corner market um, it was uh, 1.95 for uh, for sorry for the match corners over 10 and a half, and that was on the Asian line in this game with Hamcam uh, at the weekend. And yeah, I really liked it. I think Hamcam themselves have been contributing decent numbers. Um, their last four games they've hit themselves 13, 5, 5, and 7, uh, conceding 5, 8, 5, and 10. So yeah, big big numbers in the corners front for both these teams in the last two games, eh, last four games. Sorry. Um, so yeah, quite like the price on that one point nine five um, on the Asian line over ten and a half. Uh, also quite liked the Rosenborg with even money um, to win the corner match bet, and uh, yeah, I think I just think I think they'll dominate the game. They'll be on the attack, and yeah, they do win quite a lot of corners. And I just thought at that. Price uh, at that price is is worth a worth a go as well. David, just... a man after my own heart. <laughs> this is why we do the podcast for these little nuggets of markets that maybe others don't think about. I think the corners to match market is a great market to do, especially when you've got a team away from home who hitting some great numbers. So that evens on Rosenbrock to win the, the match corner count. I think it's a great angle. Another angle as well to think about. I, th- I think I highlighted this on, on the channel on Tuesday when Liverpool played Southampton. As we know, Liverpool hit really good numbers of corners, Liverpool. They're hitting seven, eight, nine per game, but you're not getting much of a price on the, the team corners for Liverpool. So if you go in the, with the bet builder on first half and second half corners, I think we're getting over evens for Liverpool to hit three first half corners and hit three second half corners. So there's probably an angle here as well. I think Rosenborg, as you said, if they start well, David, and start the match um, right at Hamcam, they're even money to hit three first half corners. So uh, on the face of it, when you look at some of these overall corner prices, they're not great, but there's definitely an angle or an edge if you pick on the um, overall team corner markets and half markets as well. Yeah, I think sometimes it just needs a wee bit of imagination, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And speaking of that, there's a few options on that corner match bet that I can see on Bet365. So the straight corner match bet has Rosenberg at evens, but obviously that includes the tie, whereas you can take the tie out of the equation by betting on the Asian handicap corners, where you can get 1.875. Obviously, get your money back if both teams uh, record the same number of corners. So again, it just depends on how much risk you want to take, I suppose, and you know if you like the, the insurance aspect of uh, the, the, the draw. 11 to 10 to hit six corners in uh, Rosenborg. Yeah, um, yeah, don't think it's unreasonable. Um, the thirteen to five to hit three first half corners and three second half corners. Yeah, so there's definitely ways in there. It's something they could easily do. They hit they hit eight in the first half last week and five in the second half. So yeah, it's uh, something that they could easily do again. And uh, speak the corners, Greg. That forms part of a bet builder that you've got in the Strum Squad set game as well. Yeah, I've been really impressed by Strum Squad set over the last few weeks. I've had some really Cracking results to be fair, they beat Rosenborg 3 0. They went to Viking and shut them out 0 uh, 0. 
and they've then got Christian soon and won 3 0 again. So you could probably say one of the form teams at the moment, Christian uh, Storm Squad set. I must admit, a bit surprised they're as big as 6 to 4 to win this. Um, Volarenga, 95. I'd be expecting a little bit more than that in Volarenga away from home. Uh, lost 1 0 at Tromso and a 1 0 draw at Hamcam coming into this match. So hardly inspired in form against a Storm's Godset side who are in cracking form, hitting lots of corners. So trying to find an angle in this match. Definitely would not put anyone off backing uh, Storm's Godset to win this at 6 4. But I've gone a little bit more conservative and I'm taking Storm's Godset double chance. Um, and also they're hitting some cracking numbers in the corners. They've hit 9, 8, 5, 11, 10. Didn't get any at V-King, which is going to be understandable. And they got six last weekend in the win at Christiansund. So adding over 3.5 Storm's God set corners and a goal to be scored in the match, it's 10 to 11. Yeah. Which I think is a, a, a nice angle given Storm's God set are at home. Don't expect them to lose this. And they'll, they'll definitely hit four corners at home. Yeah, David, I suppose in following this defence, they have had to play Mulder, uh, Gleamt, obviously lost both of those games as well. So uh, I guess they won't be too upset sitting sixth place, one point behind Strom's got to at the moment. Uh, no, they won't. Um, I, do, I, I do agree that I'd like Strom to go upset this weekend. I was tempted myself to, to get involved with that. Um, Bollering as a waveform is pretty... Poor, as you say, it's been mould and glimped, but also Tromsø and um, last year as well, they weren't they weren't good away from home at all. So it's a continuation. Um, I can, yeah, Tromsø got it's a really good price, and it's a nice angle that that you can uh, take the draw as well. I think um, it should be a really good game. That I think it should that's that, that could be a game of the weekend in terms of uh, attacking football. Yeah, just looking at draw no bet. Strom's got set eight to eleven. A wee bit skinny, but. Again, just that insurance aspect to having the draw on your side. Um, anything else in the way to see in the catch your eye this week, David, before we move on? Yeah, um, just at, at Viking. Um, they're going to Tromsø, as, as Greg says, this weekend. Um, it's a game that I quite, I quite like the price of Viking myself too. Uh, 2.25, a team that's in top form. Uh, Tromsø have... Um, yeah, they've looked okay to them, so to be fair, and that that win over uh, Wolverine will have done them uh, the world of good, but they have lost heavily to Sarpsborg at home this year, um, 5-2, and defensively they can be a little bit vulnerable, um, but the corners is the one I liked in this one. Um, we, you're getting um, you're getting 11 to 10, I, I know six corners is quite a lot, Getting eleven to ten for Viking to hit um, six corners, and that's something they've done in every game so far. So if you're getting eleven to ten for something that's happened eight times out of eight, I, I just don't see why you wouldn't take it on. Um, the last two games they've hit fourteen and ten. Uh, before that, it was six and seven, six seven seven. So every game over six they've hit. Every game eight of eight, 20, 11 to ten. I just think it's uh, it's a no brainer. Uh, okay, so we'll have a look at Oba's League as well. Um, and we touched on the fact that Mion Dallin, who is that two or three weeks in a row that they've been probably bigger than we thought they were going to be, and they look like they are again this weekend, priced at 21 to 10 to win at Sandnes, Greg? Yes, I think we've highlighted, Stephen and I, the last few weeks that Mion Dallin's prices have been rather generous, I must admit. 
and this weekend is, is, is no difference, really. I, I don't know how you can have a team who have won six of their seven matches sitting nicely perched at the top of the table and they are 21 to 10 away to uh, Sunday side who have been, I'm going to use the word pumped in their last <laughs> two games to Fredrikstad 4-0 at home and they lost 3-0 to Bran. Now, Mion Dallin are every bit as good, if not better, than those two other sides. And to have them as big as 21 to 10 is, is madness, really. Yeah, we're a bit baffled by that price, aren't we, David? Yeah, I can't understand it. I think uh, although they've been sort of winning tight games, um, like 2-1, the last three wins have been 2-1, um, like, they've not looked like they're going to lose yet. And um, start was the only game to drop points, start away, and start had a great start to the season. I've said, I don't know how many times I've just said start, but... <laughs> <laughs> They've had a great start this season and uh, me and Dallin got a draw there. Um, so, yeah, I just can't understand why why they're priced so high and yeah, more than happy to take it on. I must admit, I'm, out of two opportunities, I do think there's a very good chance that me and Dallin will concede. They have conceded in quite a lot of their games this season. Uh, so there's every chance Sandys will score. So, in that, on that basis, the 11-8... to eight, on Mignon Dallin to score two is another angle. Just yeah. get, although it's a it's a shorter price than obviously the twenty one to ten, it just gives you that little safety net knowing that there's a good chance they'll concede. So they're going to have to score two anyway yeah. to win the match. Yeah, I think that's a good shout because obviously that covers you. You know, a two two draw or even if they lose yeah. two two. Um, the other one that I was quite keen on was just the sixty five when they draw no bet market again. You know, um, money back if it's if it finishes level. I think all the years I've been doing this, I've never used the draw no bet market. I know, I do, I do like a draw no bet. I do like the insurance. <laughs> I just like it for some reason. Get, get my money back. Uh, what's the general consensus on you and Alan? David, obviously we're seven games in now. They're, they're unbeaten. They're five points clear, albeit they've played a, a game more than most of the teams in, it, in and around them. Are they being talked of as uh, potential Obers League winners? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see why not. Like they were originally before the start of the season. I think a lot of people thought Brandon and Dallin would be would be the best two place teams uh, out of the teams coming down. I think um, what Mew and Dallin have is a is a, a consistent sort of manager that's been there for many years and a sort of strong base um, defensively to sort of build with. They didn't really lose many players in the summer. And, um, yeah, I think what you'll have is sort of me and Alan, good defensively, well-structured sort of sneak games against a brand side who could just blow teams away uh, every now and again. And I think I think, I think the two of them look definitely the best set so far, um, along with, in fairness, Start, who have been scoring a lot of goals. And, uh, yeah, uh, Erling... Holland's cousin, Jonathan Brown scored another hat-trick last weekend. I think that's him getting nine in the first six league games. Yeah, the vultures will be suckling for him as well. So. Yeah. I'd, uh, I've had a couple of messages actually to ask about him from uh, some some scouts. So yeah, they are, shall we say. Interesting. Uh, so, it's a, so it's a straight one for you on the Mondalen game, uh, David, and you also find them as part of an overall treble in Obus League in this weekend. Yeah, it's quite similar to Leeds even actually. There's a few away games that I really like the look of. Um, 
I think Stabak, who have looked really good away from home this year, um, away at Rauphos, who kind of struggled at the start of the season, um, start at away at Ranheim, another team who have been scoring a lot of goals against Ranheim, who have been conceding goals and uh, struggling a little bit, and you and Dallin. Uh, the three of them away from home, I really like the look of them. Uh, the treble pays just better than 11 to 1. And um, what I what I did as well was I added Viking to it, um, make Ooh. it 27 to 1. And uh, 27 to 1 quadruple, that's my that's my long shot of the week. But yeah, I think uh, I like Viking away and those three Obos teams um, away from home. I just think there's quite a, quite a good number of away teams well priced this weekend uh, that I'm quite happy to get behind. Um, I think the the Sadarak games on Sunday and the other two games on Monday. I don't know what that mm-hmm. puts off sometimes, but um, yeah. Yeah, Sadarak can get lost. Sadarak can get lost, but right. take, take them out. No, but that's Sunday as well. Viking. Okay. Well. Uh, we've also I'll, got. Sorry, again, I was going to say we've also got the bottom two playing as well. Uh, Shade still without a win, without a point, actually. Yeah, and Shadows Blink. Um, Shadows Blink have tried to be a little bit more attacking this year. Um, yeah, it's an interesting game that I think is one Shadows Blink need to win if they want to um, if they want to have any sort of hopes of keeping touch with the teams above them. I think um, Shade are definitely the worst team in the league. And uh, yeah, but it's a tough place. It's a little, sort of little tight Astro turf pitch. I think Shade will fancy themselves as, fancy themselves as getting their first uh, win of the season against the yeah, bottom club rival. And uh, I think, yeah, that's going to be... It's quite a tough card this weekend, isn't it? I think um, Brina will be delighted to get a, a win last weekend. Uh, obviously, the score was 2-1, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> They are away to Grorud this weekend. Really fascinating to see how this game pans out. Um, if see if Brina can kick on from that, they're five to two to win the match. Not suggesting that, that, that they will, but I think we can all agree whatever happens, it'll be a two-one scoreline. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 interestingly, it's eleven to two for them to win eleven. Uh, to, eleven to two for them to win two-one. Will that be part of a goals bet on Monday evening, Greg? Five games kicking off and obviously. Yeah, I'm going to just hang fire for now and I'll have something up in the channel. But yeah, we've got, we've got five matches kicking off at five o'clock on Monday. Monday's are a great day now. Yeah. We're always back and it'll be the usual go in the first 10 minutes and go in the first half an hour. Yeah. Okay. Anything else catching your eye this weekend in Obus League, David? Uh, no, I think uh, that's it covered. Got it covered. Okay, Doc, can you guys just give us a wee recap of your best bets for the weekend, then start with yourself, Craig? Yeah, so from the latest area, um, Storm's Godset at home to Volarenga, and I'm taking a bet builder. So it's Storm's Godset double chance, over 3.5 Storm's Godset corners, and over 0.5 goals in the match, and that pays 10 to 11. I also have two bets from the latest area, which is a 10 to 1 treble, which is Rosenborg, Bode Glimt and Viking all the way from home to win. That pays 10 to, 10 to 1. And also taking all three sides double chance at 13 to 10. As I said in the podcast as well, interesting Christiansen corners at Mulder. Yeah. Okay, and David? Yeah, I've got a few this week. Um, Glimt away at Haugesund, uh, quite likely to win at 1.95. Uh, also to score two or more goals at 1.83, to Hammer, so it's Hammer Can versus the 
Rosenborg and uh, that's over 10.5 on the Asian corner line. That's 1.95. Uh, also, Rosenborg to win the corner match bet, which was even money. Um, also, quite like Viking corners, six plus corners to continue doing that. That was 11 to 10 away at Tromsø on Sunday. And in the Overs League, Mjöndalan to win 3.1 um, away at San Nezulf. That's on Monday. And then my quadruple of the weekend was, uh, yeah, Stabak start, Mjöndalan and Viking. And I see there's a full round of fixtures on Thursday, I think it is. I will be live from Lerkendal with my dad. So. We shall look forward to it. Yeah, uh, I think there's a <laughs> couple of games in, in later season, but there's a full card of Obus League games on Thursday as well, so that might be something we get involved in, Greg, on the channel as well. It will be. Have I, have I mentioned that I watched the Johnston win there, David, at that stadium? Once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that must be a while ago, was it? 2013. God, wow. Jeez, David was just a boy. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's us for this week. Thank you very much again for listening. Uh, don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg, where you can also find out details of how to join his private betting channel. And you can also follow David on Twitter at dweatherston 11 And make sure you check out his blog where he writes about Norwegian football from a tactical and a betting angle. And that's at davidweatherstonfootball.com. So thanks very much for listening. That's us for this week's podcast. And we'll be back next week. Best of luck with your bets this weekend. Thank you. All the best.